No ice shaking tonight, folks. Uh, we're getting serious this evening. I am one half of that dynamic duo. I am Mr. Westside C. Turnham, Jacksonville, Florida, 904 Duval County to his finest. I am he and he is I, Chris Turner, ladies and gentlemen, and my right-hand man on my left-hand side, but my left-hand man on my right-hand side, Mr. South Suburbs, Mr. Kanye Tudor, James <laughs> Big Game Walton. Talk to dude, me. Dude, I can't believe you still got me laugh, man, with, with – uh what we got going on, man. Like it's, uh, this is painful, man. Um, normally I'd be excited to tell you who we sponsored by tonight and, and everything, man. But you know, the show's called what's good America for a reason. And, you know, even though it's not things that we necessarily got to touch, it's, it's touching all of us, man, Chris. So dude, I don't know. I just poured the rest of my kibasa into the cup, man. That's just where we at. And, it's a good chance I'm gonna run out of that probably ten minutes into this, so it ain't gonna be nothing. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to chase this vodka with. It's gonna be vodka and and roses, grenadine, and ice. I, I mean, understand. That's, that's, that's where we're at, dude. This is uh this has been a hell of a since our last broadcast. I mean, how much has changed? How God, much has it, changed, dude? It, it's been a night and day change. So let me let me let all you Americans in on something. Um, this show has been ten years in the making, and from day one. Walt and I have always said, like, we're going to leave politics alone. We're going to leave, like, social injustice alone. And, like, all those hot topics that just there's no easy kind of fix to, we were going to leave it alone. Not because we're not intelligent enough to talk about it, because, I mean, we're kind of in the thick of it. We can talk about it. We can talk about it until whenever. But we want it to be different. But what's going on right now has has hit so close to home to both of us. And the, you're about to get two different takes of it because you're you're about to get essentially, and no disrespect, Walt, but you're about to get the take from a northerner and a southerner. Yeah. So we're we're saying the same thing. We may say it differently, but we're we're essentially saying the same thing. So what's going on right now with in America pretty much, um, so I don't even want to bring it to the point where we can say the officer and the officers around him who killed the young man um, and the social injustice from that. Let's just, everybody knows about that. It's, it's been talked to. There's non-different camera angles. There's store footage. There's the background, this, that, and the third. Let's just, to keep it somewhat true to our show, we're going to go straight to what came out today and from, honestly, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, uh, Drew Brees, who, yeah, who up until this day, excuse the pop culture reference, but, like, he was invited to the barbecue. Like, <laughs> Drew Brees was there. Like, he's he stood for so many things as far as like for special needs individuals and they're on the front lines when the hurricanes hit Louisiana. And today he pretty much showed that it, he just didn't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know where the disconnect comes from. I don't know where, I don't know where the missed in communication comes from, but like he showed today, he just didn't get it. What do you think? 
Yeah, um, you know, Drew Brees, um, for, for me, especially being an outside guy and, and being from Big Ten land, I mean, he was, you know, the little engine that could, man. And, you know, what he's done in his career, um, you know, the things that he has stood for, um, the family man that he is, um, you know, Christianity, these are all great things. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to take it away from him, okay? Because um, I can tell you right now, uh, since uh, Blackout Tuesday ended, I've seen everything that's going on with this dude. And it's, it's um, unfortunately well-deserved. Um, good, for, good for everybody um, that has said their piece and how they feel. Drew, and this is something me and Chris, we kind of talked about. And, you know, America, I'm, obviously, you guys know this, I'm, I'm in a biracial household. And it's very simple the fact that the keep the communication that we've had, not only just in these instances, but, but, but about a lot of things, uh, my fiance and I, since we've known each other, um, the fact that he said what he said four years later and now what he's done. And this is, let's, let's, let's touch into this, uh, Chris, this is what he's done. He's now, and I, I'm cringing because it's getting politicky already. Yep. He's now he's now given the enemy of the state a sounding board. Watch yep. what watch what forty five says tomorrow because of what Drew Brees says. Watch what this does, and, and you know when you need guys like him, you know, come on, man, this dude is the face of so many things, and you just need him to either don't say nothing. Exactly. And, and we'll do that as a culture and deal with that. Or you need to talk to guys that are on your team. You, Malcolm Jenkins is on his team, Chris. Yep. Yeah. Malcolm, you know, I feel this way about this. And I should talk to you. Before I go on national anything and say what I said, because Drew – it looks basically like your last playoff game. Look, man, you, you blew it. The ball slipped out of your hands, partner. And I don't know how else to get into that, but that's what I want to start with. And that's from a guy that, dude, I mean, like, this guy has literally, I'm over here sounding like uh, Rob Lowe. I've been watching a lot of Parks, Parks and Rex just trying to laugh, Chris. <laughs> um, but this dude... I mean, there's not a lot of wrong this guy has done, but you know what I'm saying. But this is, and now, and we were just talking about before. Come on, Chris. Now you got to be the guy that's got to play catch up with this the rest of your life. Yep. I can't believe it, man. So, let me let me address the elephant in the room. And I hate the way the narrative gets changed whenever this is brought up. So. If you if you were a little iffy about us before, you probably gonna hate us now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off right now before that. And iffy or not iffy, here's here's the one thing about us. And since a lot of our following is in Montana, um, if you guys really are still at a point where you're having certain thoughts on things, this 
this is going to be a long topic for us. This could be a show or two or maybe even three. You need to listen to us, uh, considering that I feel like, and it's not even to be braggadocious, we happen to be quite a bit of a bridge for a lot of people in the area yeah. of 406. You need to listen to what the suburban kid and what the hood kid is telling you right now, because it's going to basically be on the same lines. It's going to sound different. And I'm telling you right now, uh, I start dipping into this vodka. It's going to get emotional because it's, it's been a hell of a week. So go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. So here's the thing about that. Like, I couldn't even drink tonight because I know how far I would go if if I didn't have my all my inhibitions all locked up. So I got a bottle of Gatorade tonight, and it's just Gatorade. So Man, Good for you. I just, as soon as you gave me the call, I said, babe, I got I to finish off the faucet. She was like, all right, I'm proud of you. You ain't, you ain't been drinking too much since you got back to Cali. So she was like, have at it, and I can't wait to just listen to you on your side. So, so here's the thing. Here's the hot topic, and here's how the narrative gets changed every time. Kaepernick took a knee for the national anthem. Okay, so the way this originally started out, Kaepernick was sitting down for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then under the advice of a fellow teammate and some soldiers, United States soldiers, who told him, listen, I understand what you're doing, but sitting down is disrespectful. You should take a knee because taking a knee shows respect and is not it's not harmful, it's not disrespecting any way. When you take a knee, it's showing that you still care, that you're just it's it's I'm taking a knee out of respect. When somebody gets hurt on the field, everybody takes a knee. When a soldier falls in battle or whatever the case may be, people take a knee. Like when think when bad things happen, people take a knee. That's what was going on. He took a knee to bring up to make you to make you realize the social injustice that was going on, the systematic racism that was going on in law enforcement. Now, I hate that I have to say this a thousand times, but I mean, you have to. I get it. I know not one cop makes all cops bad. But at the same time, I want you to look at that every way possible, because I want you to if you, if you still believe that one bad cop isn't all bad cops. OK, then realize that one bad, bad apple black person isn't all black people. It's not. So what it comes down to cap took a knee. It wasn't to show disrespect to the flag. It's to raise awareness to a topic that has now become a weekly deal on the news where black people, people of color are being essentially hunted by these quote unquote rogue cops all over the country. And it, it never got to the point where people were like, okay, let me hear what the man has to say. A small group of people did. But the vast majority of people because the narrative got changed to disrespecting the flag. It came down to, oh, it's not social injustice. It's he's taking the knee to the flag. He's disrespecting the flag. That's not the case. Let me put you on game real quick. 
for all you true NFL fans, for all you true college football, hell, for all you high school football fans, before 2000, how many times did you see the national anthem on TV outside of the Super Bowl or like really major events? You didn't because NFL locker rooms, they stayed in during all of that. In high school, I'll be honest with you, we didn't come out to the flight. We didn't come out to the national anthem. It wasn't because our band sucked, even though they did. We didn't come out. Uh, at the University of Alabama, I remember there was a couple games. Hell, we were late. And it was what it was. It wasn't see, oh, the University of Alabama hates the, the national anthem. That's not the case. So all this patriotism, I'm proud of it. Hey, I love this country. Like, I, I don't want to live anywhere else. But don't don't get so patriotic that you don't see that people of this country are being hunted and mistreated in large amounts of numbers. Go ahead, Walt. Bro, I just, um, you know, to, to hear – you know, his reasoning. And that's what that's what's really killing a lot of people with this. And it's going to be the bottom line with this. OK. And I was going to wait into maybe a different segment, but I'm going to go into it. I need everybody that hears my voice to understand where I come from. All right. I have an entire half of my family. That every male served for two generations. Every male cousin that I have, first cousin, every uncle and grandfather, they served, Chris, every single one of them. Only person that didn't serve was me because somehow I figured out how to catch a football. I'm the (laughs) only one that didn't serve. And trust me, if I didn't, figure out how to catch that football, bro. Oh, yeah. You know where my ass was going. Yeah. You didn't have a choice. You were going to serve. Okay. So this whole narrative that Drew Brees is presenting and the whole narrative that was going on, whether it was him, whether it was Villanueva with the Steelers where that made a big deal, Anybody that's going to go and use this disrespect to the flag, I'm going to give you guys the reason why this is just part. And I'm going to shout out some names here. And I know for a fact they don't listen to my podcast, but uh, the the best part about being black, Chris, is um, you naturally have um, access to all sorts of black Twitter, as we like to call it. (laughs) So um, I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of guys that I went to college with that can always put me on game. All I have to do is read the things they say and uh, agree or disagree within my own breath. That is the beauty of social media. Um, so, I mean, the guys that I went to college with, like David Holbert and my boy um, James Perry, who we played ball together for four years. Eugene Walton, we came in together at Truman State. Um, you know, I've got a bunch of them. You know, my sister... Uh, my stepsister, Tanisha People, Santel Jameson, you know, that work. Hey, Walt, 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 hold up yeah. for a second. I can barely hear you, bro. You're breaking up on me. You know what it is? It's because uh, I just got a phone call <laughs> while we were happening. Oh, yeah. Give me, <laughs> can you hear me now? 
I got you hey, now. So start over. Yeah, sorry, America. Dallas Leslie was giving me a call um, at um, eleven o'clock Mountain Time. So I don't know what that's all about, <laughs> babe. Do me a favor. Uh, text Dallas back for me. You got Dallas's number, right, babe? Yeah, I'm gonna do this on the air. I don't. This is, you know, and I know why Dallas was calling me. He was probably calling me. Well, shout out to all those that have reached out to us too. By the way, um, if not, uh, it's four four five nine seven six nine four. Sorry, Dallas, I have your number memorized. That's just how I roll. Uh, seven six nine four. So that's why, and I know why Dallas was calling me. He was calling probably to check in on me and make sure I'm doing all right. And I also want to shout out where I've seen a lot of that. It's been nice to, to kind of see social media and some things have been weeded out um, as well. But back to my narrative on this, okay? And on top of that, you know, my, my namesake served, all right? Now, this is what I want you guys to understand. I don't need to get into the history of all this right now for this talk, but this is for Drew Brees. So he talks about, you know, his grandparents, his great-grandparents, right? So that'd be probably, what, World War One, World War Two. Yep. World War I lasted from 1914 to 1918. Do you know what happened the following year, Chris? Please enlighten me. Um, a little thing called Red Summer. And when you look up Red Summer, Chris, it's called White Riots Against Blacks. So my, you know, ancestors that might have served in the First World War, you know what happened the year after they got back? Whites were, whites were pissed off that blacks felt a certain way. So you know what? Let's go ahead and riot and tear their shit up. And two years after that, you know what happened? The Great Tulsa Race Massacre that destroyed Black Wall Street. Yep. Now, World War II, which is a lot more prevalent for you know our age, you know, and Drew, because Drew's only a couple years older than us. Uh, actually, yep. actually, he's only a couple of years older than me. Chris is younger than me. I'm not going to do Chris like that. I'm a, Chris, is, <laughs> Chris is chilling, you know. He's the 3'5". He's in the middle. I'm on the downside. I'm already looking at 38, and I just turned 37. Oh, my God. All right. So you look here, and, and basically you got a war in 1945, and you've got all these riots. Fernwood Park in Chicago, St. Louis riots. D.C. riots, another riot in Chicago, you know, up in the north. There was a riot during the damn World War. There was a, two of them in Detroit and Harlem. So, like, this whole narrative of, oh, we fought for that freedom, and then you have soldiers that come back after doing all that, and they're looked at as equals. And then they come back, and they're looked at as, all right, uh, back to – uh, going to segregated this, segregated that, N word, miss me, and that's what that's what basically you're seeing a lot with his own teammates, the Michael Thomases, the Malcolm Jenkins, and Tears, basically told him to shut the fuck up. Literally said that today. I didn't listen to the rest of it, but I saw him in tears. He couldn't believe this that this guy, you know, Michael Thomas, who, by the way. Basically, his livelihood depends. Yep. And Michael Thomas said he ain't on game. So, um, Drew Brees, you'll probably never hear this podcast. But if I were you, 
you might want to take a look around, bro, because I never thought you'd think in 20 years you'd become public enemy number one in a locker room where you have been the voice. Just come on, so, just come on the next day, man, and say, you know what? I I, I understand. And you need to start, you <laughs> you better be out there marching, bro. And you better <laughs> and not only marching, but you better you better mean it, dude, because now that I look at a little bit more about him, you know, now this is where the politics come in, Chris, because he's registered yep. as a Republican. So how do I know that somebody didn't get in his ear and go, yep. hey, Drew, the base really needs you right now. I mean, you're you're as good as it gets. And, man, black people look to you and this and that. So if you say, see, we can see we can play. This is what our show will do. Our show can go now. I didn't even know. If he was Republican, I, I look Wikipedia messed you up, Drew, because now I can go conspiracy theory and you go. Somebody told you to say that shit. <laughs> yep. And somewhere in there, they they are looking for whoever they can. They're grasping straws. You notice Tom Brady ain't said shit. Not a damn word, and he had a MAGA hat at the Super Bowl. You notice Tom Brady ain't said shit, and Tom Brady probably going, guys, my bad with the MAGA hats. I guarantee you, <laughs> Tom Brady knows how much street cred that he is gaining right now. Mm-hmm. For the sake of argument, he's like, look, Donald, uh, you fucking up. And I'm sorry, but that I'm going to stop there so I can pass it to you because, America, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> so I'll hit you with this. So I don't know if we talked about this on air before or what, but Probably not. <laughs> me, me personally, it's just to touch. I mean, and just to put my like my big toe into this whole politics conversation. I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican, and here's why: Abraham Lincoln, and yeah, oh shit, we're going back that far. Yep, we're going back that far. So Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Abraham Lincoln is quote unquote responsible for freeing the slaves. Now, anybody who took history past fifth grade, you actually know when the slaves were freed and kind of how all that happens in Juneteenth and all that good stuff. So technically, Republicans are the ones that freed the slaves. Republicans were also considered to be the party of the people up until, I want to say about the 50s or the 60s. Once the 50s or the 60s hit around, then the Democratic Party became the voice of the minority. Now, at that point is when the minority switched over to the Democratic Party. So it's only been about 70 years where black people, people of color, people with a little bit of melanin in their skin have been Democrats. Mm -hmm. So me, myself, I only vote for who is going to help my family for the next four years. Now, you can be a lifelong whatever, and I call I consider that to be asinine to already know who you're going to vote for before they even name their candidate. That's that's on you. Me personally, I got to hear a couple things, and even to this day, once again, if you took uh, political science past like the eighth grade, you know the president really doesn't have any power as it is. And yeah, that should have been my first F bomb, but I'm saving it. Oh. So, <laughs> mine, are, mine are flying so, tonight. 
Hey, by the way, shout out to Ma Dukes because she let me know uh, you can cut it down a little bit, but, you know, as long as you let them know that I didn't teach you that. You didn't teach me that, Mom, and Pops didn't either. <laughs> I'm letting F-bombs fly on this show tonight. Like, this one is – this one's – this is these are premeditated F-bombs for me, America. Go ahead, Chris. I get it. I get it. I mean, because Walt and I, we usually will take five minutes to, to, to plan a show essentially yeah like there was no there was no planning in this like this is everything is from the heart man this is straight off the cuff we're like i, I call us the the one take show for a reason but like we're definitely one take tonight like it's all this is from the heart so the thing i want to bring up with you now and i'm not sure if you've seen it i know you probably have though the dabble sweeney comments mm-hmm. yeah i've seen Did a little you, bit of it okay so I'm I'm struggling with this because well one you hate him much, you hate him that's why you struggling I, hate him. You, I do you can't stand a dude <laughs> I do and I'm 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 trying not to come from a place of hatred on this one but Dabble Sweeney essentially bro it's this this isn't one of those this isn't one of those topics where you can play the middle of the the highway or, or stand on the middle of the fence and everything will be okay. This one you got to pick a side, man. Like there, there is no middle of the road on this one. Like the middle of the road on this one will get you ran over by both sides. And there, there should only be one side essentially to choose from on this one because it's not black versus white, it's not uh, law enforcement versus African Americans. It's right versus wrong. It's racism versus America essentially. Like I said, I I I believe that there are bad apples of law enforcement and I mean precincts. Like I believe there are bad precincts amongst a sea of very good law enforcement agencies all across the country. But I need those good ones to weed out these bad ones. So I'm in the same sense I'm saying Dabo, you need to choose and stand up for whatever it is you believe in, right, wrong, left, or right. Or, and I made this joke with my frat brothers and some of my friends who I went to school with who went to Clemson. Watch how fast this transfer portal is going to fill up from Clemson guys. Watch how many of these five-stars parents are going to be like, yeah, I don't think my son should go there. Because God forbid if I was a high school senior now in 2020 and I had to make my decision all over again, there's no way hell my mom would even let me look at Clemson University. Because you got to – what's the old saying? You either stand for something or you fall for everything. You got to make a stand. And to even throw my bias in on it, Hell, even Nick Saban said something. As as general as it may have been, as many times as somebody probably had to write it and rewrite it to make sure it was good with the boosters and everybody involved, Nick Saban said something. Pete Carroll said something. Like, uh, your favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, said something. See, why'd you do that? <laughs> even though, even though, even though Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been winning 
for the past few years on this. Um, Aaron Rodgers, and it's um, not me trying to do this, black listeners. I'm not just trying to give white people credit all the time because they're on our side, but the dude did say it was bullshit with Kaepernick. And I think um, he honestly meant that. Um, And you can see in the post that he's had in the past couple of days where he probably just shook his head and drew like, bro, you're making the quarterback's club look bad. Look real bad. This is what I will say about Dabo. But before I want to do that, my uh, top recruiting, uh, excuse me, my top information specialist known as Callie Elizabeth Pomeroy did drop a note on me. And I wanted to let you know this. Remember how we talked about Tom Brady didn't hear nothing? Tom Brady posted out, uh, did Blackout Tuesday. Not saying, not saying that it excuses the MAGA hat, but even Tom Brady was like, okay, this is fucked up. Like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Let me shut the the fuck up and just go work on my playbook. So there we go. So shout out Tom Brady uh, for being smart enough to uh, hide your MAGA hats from your teammates. Now, um, I was rereading Dabo's stuff again because that's what I saw. Um, you know, I saw what he said, and, you know, he's basically talking to me like the preacher that he is. Um, I think for you it's easy to read between that because Clemson owns you. Um, so naturally you're just ready to go to town on Dabble. So I can respect that. Um, here's his quote. This was from Monday, so a couple, you know, a couple days ago. We've had so much bad news. Everywhere you turn, there's bad news. Today, I want to take a moment and offer some good news. We will always have a, we all have a choice as to how we think, how we love, how we respond, and how we forgive. There's no question these are challenging times. But what I've learned is when there is no challenge, there is no change. We all have to accept the challenge. So I read that and I see. Okay. And before that, it was preference with, I've been listening before I would release a statement. So to me, he handled it 40 million gazillion times better than Drew Brees handled because Drew Brees just said what he said, what, today? Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. And still said what he said. At least Dabo said, you know what? He said, to me, this shit sucks. We got to figure it out. You know, I don't want to use, I know what you said. I, you know, I'm not going to use my team as a platform, you know what I mean? But he has told his players, you know, to go do what's right for the community. So I hear what you're saying. It is very wishy-washy and, you know, we want a side. And this is what I will say. Dab already knows he's already been messed up. He talked about people that don't, that kneel during the flag should leave America. That's on record. He's already messed up. Um, and it, I guess it just came out today that one of his coaches used a racial slur in 2017. You know what I mean? Yep. This is what I'm telling you, Chris. At the end of the day, maybe we should just write ourselves in on the ballots uh, because I use a racial slur all the time because I'll call you <laughs> and I will call you the N-word behind closed doors. That's just what I do. Uh, so I'll air all my dirty <laughs> laundry out. You look my stuff up. I got an answer for you. You know, this why are we just finding out about your coach using a racial slur in 2017 now? You know, so it's just funny how that goes. But this is what I will say. Um, I think what was meant to be done in this country has happened. And the fact that you're even saying it proves the point. It was all about being divisive to begin with. 
It was all about agitating people. Listen, at the end of the day, let's call spade a spade. People are still pissed off that a black man sat in the most powerful seat in the world. Let's just call it what it is. And not only did he sit there, he did it, like you said, for years. And not only did he do that, the motherfucker was dope. Yeah. He was dope. Yeah. He had his shortcomings, of course, because, you know, that's just how we do it with our, we're going to beat up our own. You know, we always, we always going to be singing the Joni Mitchell song, but we're going to sing it with a Janet Jackson flavor. Don't it always <laughs> seem to go to you don't know what you got till it's Joni Mitchell never lie with Q-tip on the side. That's just who we are, man. And that shit also needs to change within us. Uh, we beat the hell out of ourselves too much. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, we, we, you know, it's, it's, it's that too. That's a topic for another day. But that's what's happening, Chris. Like, it's become that. So at the end of the day, when we start saying this, I can almost re- respect somebody. I can almost now respect somebody like him that's going to preach together and love because that's what we do need to do. And that's what I think probably what I've seen in the last four years more has been people coming together just going, dude, this isn't right because I'm going to say it again throughout this. Chris Turner, do you know what this whole week is basically is? What's up? This is the Rodney King redo. And what's happening for a lot of people in this world is that they are seeing the Rodney King situation happen for them for the first time. A lot of people didn't necessarily see it in 92. I mean, they saw it. You saw the re-recording from the news. You saw it, and you saw him, you saw them cops get off, and shit went crazy in L.A. I mean, you know, let's just call it what it is. That's one of the most egregious things in, in recent history. All right? But now people have seen what this guy did. And now they've seen angles of what three people did to a man. I watched one of the most powerful things. Uh, The fiance works for obviously doing things and helping Google get back up. And she showed me a video that they came together with, had one of their um, obviously African-American ladies speak on it. And it was basically a a nine, eight, it was eight minutes, 46 seconds, which was the time, uh, you know, he was held down like that and died. And they named every name, Chris. It was six minutes of names. Jesus. Six minutes of names, dude. This is what's happened. And this is who America has always been. I'm sorry. It's almost getting off Drew Brees and it's getting off Dabo. I can't help this shit. This is the reality of the situation. And for the first time, everybody now has to look at themselves in the mirror. And what are you going to say? Well, there's good cops and bad. Listen, my brother's a cop. I fucking know there are good cops and bad cops. My uncle, CPD, for 32 years. Guess what? They both had to deal with racism within their organizations. Both of them, black cops, had to deal and, 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 and do what they can on both their ends. Okay, think about my uncle being a cop in the 80s and Cabrini Green and Robert Taylor Holmes 
and having to, to be the voice of reason through the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, think about my brother right now. He's out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Doing what's right. But he's the same guy that ain't trying to pull nobody over unless you seriously commit a crime. He knows what it is to be black in America. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going there on that. But what has happened to this world is unfortunate that it has taken Floyd, Taylor, and our man Ahmad, and a dude watching birds in New York. All four of those things to happen in a week. And all of a sudden now, oh, we see it. Yeah, and it's appreciated. You know, trust me. I can tell all my friends from everywhere else that have said the right things and have done the right things and will do the right things, include my fiance that's listening to me right now, that that's what it's all about. That's all we've ever wanted to be heard. Don't forget, Chris, we talk about the 13th Amendment and, and Abraham Lincoln. Don't forget, in some states, that amendment only made Black people three-fifths of a human being. Three-fifths so, of a man. Matter of fact, Chris, you would have been three-fifths of a man. I would have been a man yep. in Chicago. You'd have been three-fifths of a man in the 13th Amendment. Don't yep. ever fucking forget that shit, because that's bullshit. And if you can't understand this, everybody that's under the sound of my voice, and I'm not the politic guy, trust me. I'm the historian with the four things that I know, because I've either looked it up or I've memorized it from when I was a kid. Listen, Chris, I was the kid that got thrown out of class in detention because I didn't want to watch Amistad in class. Okay. I dig. Okay. Like, don't like, I, I, I get how I sound. Okay. But understand this when it comes from me. I've gotten in trouble for, for, for black shit. I used to piss. Listen, okay. I'll tell this story. <laughs> this is the truth. I will tell this story. I remember when I was in college. Okay. And this is a true story. I've never told my fiance this story. And she's listening. But it's the truth. So I remember when I was finally starting to get some playing time. And I just was seeing everything that was going on in the world. And I used to just come home and just be pissed off. Just mad. Okay. This is like cornrow, Nike earring in one ear, James, hoop in the other earring, James. I was, I was a pissed off black dude. Like, this is the truth. This is a true story. I remember it came on Telder, and I was like, you know what? Sometimes I can't even look at the flag, babe. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on in this world. This is 2002. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But obviously, I fucking did. And I was like, I, you know, the, Star, like, the Star Spangled Banner is bullshit. Like, that, like they omit verses that talk about yep. slaves and killing black people. And the fact that we stand for it at attention the way that all of us have throughout our years, we don't get enough fucking credit for that. How come nobody's talked about that? I have some of the most woke black people. I don't see nobody talk about that shit. Nobody talks about the fact the last couple of verses of the Star Spangled Banner that everybody is so hyped up for is basically saying, die, blacky, die. And man, yep. we killed the hell out them black dudes. Francis Scott Key wrote that shit. Nobody talks about that. I just came up with that off the top of my head. But I remember saying that, and I remember her going, I can't believe you would say that. Da, da, da. And I was like, listen, you don't understand. And trust me, I hadn't even really been through anything yet. I just know that it's just tough sometimes. 
I was living in a nowhere town, Kirksville, Missouri, where I was seeing a Confederate flag flown while I was playing football, Chris, in 2001, bro. That shit will never leave me. They were flying Confederate flags in Missouri. You know why? Because Missouri was a slave state. And guess what? Black people there were three-fifths of a man in 1865. i never forget that shit. But you know what I did, Chris? I did me. All I would do is I never, you know what? I would just pray. I would just ask God to bless everybody. So I've been protesting that flag. I did it. You know what? Cat's out the bag. I did it in Billings, too. I never looked at that flag those two years we played together. My eyes were closed, and I was thanking God for the day, and I was praying over everybody that was traveling to that game. I was praying for all the heartaches in the world. So I've been silently protesting that mug for a long-ass time. So shout-out Kaepernick for having the balls to get on a knee. Um, and shout out those that have really brought it to the forefront, you know, with social media and everything. But that's the truth. I'm going to tell the truth right now. This ain't nothing to me that is really that big of a deal. And I commend, I really do commend those that can look up, because you know the hardest thing to do, man, is just to say, dude, I'm wrong. Yeah. That is a hard thing to do. Yeah, bro. That is a really, really hard thing. When you've been told all your life something's a certain way and you got to go, you know what, man? I messed up, man. That is my bad. But I mean, my goodness. So hold on. What's up? Hold on, Jason. Let me, let me give you this. So let me give you the Southerners' take of systemic racism in sports. Hey, and by the way, it's a good thing you can give me a full take and not a three-fifths take, by the way. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm shoving that in everybody's face. Uh, that's bullshit. Uh, than yeah. anybody. And by the way, he's from Dallas, Texas. He ought to be ashamed of himself, but he's from Dallas, Texas. So no disrespect, exactly. no disrespect to all my people in Dallas I do love, but dude, this guy is the representation of you. Y'all better get on to them say, Drew, y'all make, you're making us look bad. Texas already looked bad enough as it is. Go ahead. So I'm going to give you my history and my background. Like you know it, but some people don't. I'm born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, for those of you who don't know, like Jack, Florida breaks down into two parts, kind of three, but mainly two. There's South Florida, which is essentially international waters. And then so Orlando down is international water. All right. Mm-hmm. Northern Orlando up is the country. So in Orlando and up, because Orlando pretty much breaks in half from like Kissimmee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Orlando uh, breaks down into country-ass Florida. It's essentially like southern Georgia almost. So that's where you're going to find your Confederate flags, uh, the South will rise again, uh, all this type of shit. I went to James Weldon Johnson Magnet, Magnet School my seventh grade year. Sixth and seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. Most of my seventh grade year. James Wilder Johnson was an African-American activist, songwriter, composer, all-around do-it black dude who just held it down for African-Americans. Yeah, he was dope. It was essentially a private school mainly for black kids who had like a three-point whatever, whatever. I was there. It was a smart school. We sucked at sports, but I was there for the education. I got into a little bit of trouble. It didn't help that my brother was diddling the teacher. Whatever. <laughs> I went to Lakeshore. All right. Lakeshore Middle School is essentially, if anybody's ever seen Lean on Me, 
that's that's Lakeshore. Like Eastside High was Lakeshore Middle School. I'm over there with all my homeboys and everything. Let me tell you the name of the schools we played against at Lakeshore. We played against Jeb Stewart. Hmm. Why does that name sound familiar? <laughs> oh, Jeb Stewart was in the KKK. Mm. Uh, let's see. We played against Jefferson Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another member of the KKK. Well, I know who Jefferson Davis is. Jefferson Davis uh, was the Confederate president. How do you Hold on, I'm a topic. How do you we, win better we played, against, we played against Joseph something Stillwell, another <laughs> member of the fucking Confederate Army and the KKK. Mm-hmm. And this is just three of the schools we played against. Now, mind you, beat the shit out of them. I had, I was running back at that time, and I was putting up like Jerome Bettis numbers in, in middle school. Oh, oh, anyway, oh, Craig Ironhead Hayward looking mug there in the ball. I was the Nigerian nightmare for real. So, fast forward, and in the South, maybe everywhere else too, but definitely in the South, you get recruited by high schools. I, my neighborhood high school was Edward H. White. That's a, that's the school I should have went to because we moved. But I wanted to go to Robert E. Lee. Look up the name. You'll figure out who Robert E. Lee is. Yeah, I know exactly who that is. Exactly. So I ended up going to Robert E. Lee. Confederate, everything. Like, he is the South. All right. At Robert E. Lee, there is a statue of Robert E. Lee. All the halls are filled with pictures of Robert E. Lee versus the North and in this battle and in that battle, wearing his Confederate everything. Mind you, Robert E. Lee at that time was 85% African-American and I am lowballing. All black. Okay. Went to Lee. This went to Lee. You know who the first person we played against was? The name of the school, Nathaniel B. Forrest. Mm. Like, it's for those of you who just think, like, oh, well, this is the South, and like they're just proud of their heritage. Okay, so if that's the case, if you had an uncle that liked to touch little kids, are you still like proud of this uncle? Like, it's wrong is wrong. Okay. So the schools I went to, Robert E. Lee, uh, played against Nathaniel B. Forrest, Jeb Stewart, Jeff Davis, and all that. Like, this is what the South is. This is what the South still is. Fast forward, I get to college. And I grew up all around Confederate flags and all this other stuff. And because I was good at sports, like I had racism at a distance. I had racism light pretty much because I was really good at tackling the guy with the ball. So I remember, and we're not going to name people or anything like that on this one, but I remember after certain games, my freshman or sophomore year, and some old white man comes pat me on the back. Hey, boy, you did a good job. And a slip a couple hundred dollars in my jacket. Oh, hey, boy, I like the way you did this, that, and the third, and give me a $50, $60 handshake. Like, all of this is why we are where we are today. 
all of this is why people take knees for the flag and for the anthem and everything else. Like, whereas, oh, well, they, they don't know any better. So does that make it okay? Like, ignorance doesn't make it okay. So have a conversation. And here's, and I'm, here's the Southerner coming out of me. And here's where we're probably going to differ. I was about to say have a conversation with somebody, but shit, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we're still there. Like, I'm, like we've been trying to have a conversation about what's going on for a hundred plus years now <laughs> about just wanting, we don't want black privilege. We just want the same seat at the table that you have. Like we want to be able to, I want to be able to send my kid to the same school that your kid goes to and not have to pay more tuition or have to send my kid out of the district to go to a better school. Like we just want, we want equality and we're at a point now in this world where the talking is just about done. And there's, there's almost to a point now with how leadership is when we get past that point of talking, that's when stupidity really comes out. Now, I don't believe, and I don't want to speak for Walt, but neither one of us are on the side of this looting shit that's going on because that's not, that's not helping the cause. But we're at a point now where we've tried to talk and we tried to talk and we tried to talk and America understands one thing if it understands nothing at all. America understands violence. And I don't want that. But that seems to be the only way to get a point across. Go ahead, Walt. Yeah, I'll piggyback on a couple of things you said very, very well. Um, one, it's amazing to me that the fact that all these high schools are still named what they're named. Um, there are a lot of people. And let, let's, you know, let's just get off the police brutality. Let's just talk about people in general down in the South. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. The fact that in the state of Virginia, they're finally taking down that Robert E. Lee statue as close as they are to Washington, D.C. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. Anybody that is making these black kids go to these Robert E. Lees and do all this, shame on you because you've been perpetuating it. So I'm going to defend as much as I like to go ahead and bag on my boy. This is not the time for that. Shame on you guys. That is technically part of the systemic racism right there. He tells me he goes to Robert E. Lee and 85% of the school is black. Really? The Confederate fucking general. Word? But yeah, we're just going to make all these black kids go to the school. Ha ha. Tricks, uh, jokes on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, it's that mindset that Chris is talking about. Well, I wanted to get that off my chest. Like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Because that's, that's insane. Makes me even grateful that I was in the West Suburbs playing against the Hensdale Souths and the Downers Groves and, the, the, you know, the Yorks, the Elmhursts, the Addison Trail. Like, I'm forever grateful for that. Because, dude, if I'd have had to look at Robert E. Lee every day going to school, oh, best believe, it wouldn't have been no career for me. I, I was already in detention for Amistad at a – 
at a very white high school. I mean, what would have happened if I had to look at Robert E. Lee every damn day at school with my mouth? It would have been a wrap for me. Hold on. Let me let me describe let me describe the uniform for you real quick. Oh, please don't tell me it was like gray with uh, gold trim. So we had gray pants. Of course you blue Of course you had gray pants. See, that, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. If that is not systemic, I mean, he's laughing because it's unbelievable. Now he's thinking about it. Like, hold on. You, you made me bring it up in my pod. So now we had gray pants, right, for like home games. So gray pants wow. with the blue stripe going down the side, right? That's our best. On the right, on the right hip, on the right hip, it had a, uh, a blue and gray star. With the uh, with the L in the middle of it for Lee. Mm-hmm. Now the jersey itself, because we were the Robert E. Lee Generals. So, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The jersey itself. Uh, so we'll even go with the blue jersey. So blue jersey, gray numbers has stars on the uh, shoulder pads. Uh, generals across like the sleeve everywhere. A big generals in the front. And then, like, uh, oh, my God. Then they had, like, however many Confederate stars. Like, however many stars he was as a general, that's how many stars were on the back. Mm-hmm. And, and that was – oh, I'm sorry. And then, like, the helmet, uh, let's see, was a gray helmet with the blue and gray star. I mean, it's crazy, dude. Like, now I bring it up. I bet if we went and looked in the annals of Southern jerseys, from basically across that belt, how many how oh, many yeah. how many black kids you think had to technically wear some sort of version of the Confederate flag on that shit? Oh, at least sixty percent. If we went back to like the eighties and the seventies and 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 shit, probably even in Florida, like you know, it was bad. Dude. Come on, dude. Like so, let's just let's you know, ne- nobody's talking about that shit. So I tell you right now, when you listen to this, you're getting some shit you ain't even heard. I mean, that the racism is so bad. That Chris Turner was wearing a Robert E. Lee football uniform. Like, come on, man. Like, I was wearing a Confederate uniform at 15 years old. Like, he literally was, which means if the school is 85% black, that means the football team was 97% black. Exactly. So you had 97%, and somewhere somebody who was a superintendent or whatever the fuck was there was like, uh huh, we still getting their ass. They don't even know it. Oh, they knew it. They just didn't have no choice because they were trying to make a better way. So y'all can miss me, miss me with that. that. That's that's terrible. So touching on that. And then, you know, when we're talking about this whole thing, um, I am going to basically probably say damn near the same thing Chris Turner said in regards to just, you know, what we've seen. Um, because <sighs> The words for me is I understand. I'm not going to say I'm for or against the looting. I'm against, uh, you know, finding out that the guy that started the looting in, in, in Minneapolis was a St. Paul white police officer. I'm against that. Like, how dare you incite some shit? Uh, yeah. I'm against the guy that I saw. I guess I just saw in the news today was uh, some white dude wearing some uh, National Guard gear and was trying to fit in and had an automatic rifle, who knows who he might have shot if they didn't figure out that he was there. 
I'm against that. I'm always going to be against those that are that are trying to make the riots for the wrong reasons. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I understand when people are upset. Chris, I, I think I've seen you in this moment. Have you ever been, can you think of a time where you just were so mad that you just rationally couldn't do anything, but you just had to lash out? And I'm pretty sure I know this for you. You have whooped some ass a time or two. Yeah. That's uh, that's basically, you know, without you, I don't, you don't even got to tell a story. Don't worry about yeah. it because we, we already know yeah, what thank happened. You, thank you. We, we know what happened when somebody was messing with your shoes when you're 13. So I just yeah. was reiterating the fact that I know that you've been to the point where there's no control. And that's what you're seeing happen um, the rest of America besides that. Of course, the fact that it's happened to fellow brotherhood and I, I and dude, nobody wants to see that. And I don't think anybody's naturally thinking that in it, but you do get white hot mad. Shit, we did the podcast last week. I blacked out within it. Now from the Hennessy, just because I was emotional talking about shit. We were talking about Eli Manning, and I was like, you know what? I, I didn't even listen to it back because I don't even know what the hell I said. <laughs> but that's that's basically what these riots are. So if you can't understand, if you go, well, I'm all for the change, but why the riots? America, that's what's happening. You understand, this is 400 years of generations and generations and generations and generations. Well, you should go back. Well, you brought us to this motherfucker. Um, you got a lot of that going on. You go to war, and then all of a sudden, you say, all right, we're separated. Cool. We go build our black Wall Streets everywhere, and the white people go, oh, these black people are making too much money. You burn the shit down. Listen to this, Chris. There's another here. Uh, they call it, you know, the long, hot summer of 1967. Um, and basically, that was a year of riots all over the country. And then in 1968, they shot Martin Luther King, the one guy yeah. that was trying to keep it peaceful. So when you sit here and you want to criticize those that, well, I can't understand why you would you know, want to do that. And what does that do? Well, you shot the mug that was all about peaceful. Yeah. You shot the guy that took a knee and at least said something. And you took away his platform and his ability. Um, every time we try to, I saw somebody post this, Chris, and I can't tell you what it is or they shared it. It's true. You know, we continue to do things the way that you want to do it, America, and it's not good enough. Do you know how no. it already feels when you got people that already come from, you know, the view that it basically we aren't good enough to begin with? What are they going to do? Well, if I'm not good enough, then I'm just going to lean into it. It's your own fault, America. You've been doing it forever. You want to treat people second class and you want to tell them they ain't shit. Well, guess what? If I ain't shit, you ain't going to be shit. And then that's what it turns into. And then you get innocent bystanders. So take the blame. That's what Drew Brees is missing. That's what Drew Brees is missing. It has so let me, let it me has say nothing, this. It has nothing to do with that. Personally, me, I tell you how I feel about that flag. Because I know what it's done. I know where I come from. My family is all through and shout out the Waltons and, and all the cousins, okay, on my dad's side. We are we we are still a foothold in Virginia. You know, Jamestown is right by Virginia Beach. Yep. My first name is James. 
My middle name is Madison. Okay, get come on now. If that ain't, I'm very proud of my name because of who my grandfather is. And that, that'll be for later in the show, Chris. But let's call a spade a spade. If that ain't slave, I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah. Because we know how many slaves James Madison fucking had. Come on now. That's a fucking fact. Get the, so the, let me tell you this. Because well, I'm drinking now, boy. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, dude. Go ahead. So just for every, all the Americans who are listening to this, this is going to be a two-part show. The next part will be a more of a live, open forum type deal. Because honestly, yeah. the next one, we want we want the questions, but realize I'll be drinking on that show. So if you say something ignorant, you're gonna get an ignorant ass response back. So realize that and I'm gonna try to wrap it up. Realize that we were brought over to this country, us as African Americans, and I'm gonna give you a quick history lesson because history was my favorite subject. We were brought over to this country whenever we were brought to us. We were free whenever Lincoln essentially said we were free, but we actually know when that happened. So from that point up until about 19, about 1960, maybe 1963, we essentially had to deal with uh, Jim Crow, uh, separation living, uh, what is it, separate but still not equal. We had to deal with that. And then we had to deal with the crack epidemic and cocaine being flooded into our communities and then, uh, mismanagement of funds and then being being policed just by the essentially a new version of the Klan to now. So realize the type of people that you essentially have created. So I saw a shirt um on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And it says something along the lines of, I am not my grandmother's activist. Think about what that means. For the most part, if you're in our age range, your grandmother grew up with Dr. King. Peaceful. Peaceful protests. Well, and that shirt is- you know, it, de- it, de- it depends on who your grandma, if her last name is Shabazz, it wasn't peaceful. That's all I got to say about at, that. At the, I, was just, I was just about <laughs> to at, at the same time, your grandmother could have been hanging around. Hey, <laughs> grandma brothers on the corner. Hey, shout out. Grandma's last name could have been Muhammad, could have been Ali, and that, it, it wasn't nothing peaceful about that. Shout out. So what that- shout out to, to that to that part of uh, the revolution, too. So realize, like, you're not dealing with the same type of people. And with the looting, to come back full circle with that, with the looting thing, I don't think it's right, but at the same time, you can't tell somebody how to grieve. Hey, Chris, hey, Chris, and, Chris, hold on. Yeah. I, I hate to remember. You want to know, know who invented looting and rioting in America? Oh, the Boston fucking Tea Party. I'm just glad you said it. So white people came up with that shit. That's your fault. <laughs> Anyway, well, I mean, we was looking, so, we was looking in cotton fields and saw you did it. Well, I mean, shit. So why not? That started their independence. Uh, and then here's the fucked up part: there wasn't really <laughs> no, you know, outside of you know, you know, shout out Nat Turner and 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 Harriet Tubman and everybody that was trying to free slaves. Outside of that, there was no such thing as a black riot until probably about the 19. I don't know. All the riots yep. was was killing black people. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. See, I'm I'm on mine right now. I'm I'm on one. It's no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, that's, that's I honestly that's where we are. That's where we are. 
So realize the type of people that you're dealing with now. Like you're dealing with the people now who will talk for a second, but if talking doesn't go the way it needs to be, it's action. So this will be a second part. The second part will be out. Fuck it, I'll just call it. Second part will be out Saturday. Um, but I have a give me a minute in mind, and it's only because I'm scrolling through my computer as we talk. <laughs> but I have a give me a minute in mind. Walt, if you want to go first, I will let you go first. It's up to you. I'm actually excited for once to go last on this one. I want to hear what you have to say. All right. America, give me a minute. I know everything we said today you might agree with, you might disagree with, you might have your own take. And hit us on the inbox, man. What's underscore good underscore America on IG, Cristobal Turner or James Madison Watson III on Facebook. You can you can send us a message on Anchor. And Chris, can I add one also to another Go Instagram? Ahead. Especially yeah. on this, uh, at Wames F Baby. So that's at W A M E S F B A B Y. Oh, please, please at me, fight me uh, about this. <laughs> so if you got something to say, say it. Don't say it. Don't mumble it. Don't say it under your breath. Don't just stop listening. If you got something to say, at one of us. Just realize if you at the wrong one of us, somebody going to put these hands in your life. So <laughs> I say all that to say this. I saw a celebrity that says um, about all this looting that all the murderers of in this looting should be prosecuted to the, the highest extent of the law. I get that. I just, the person that it came from really needs to shut their fucking mouth. It came from OJ fucking Simpson. Dude, we get it. I appreciate your help, but you ain't the person we need saying shit right now. Like, just, like let, let us let us handle this. One, How do you right? find a way to make me laugh through this? Why do I go behind you? Like, why do I even do this? I do this every time. I'm just saying. Come on, OJ or Orenthal, Orenthal. Oh, I got him to some call you, Orenthal. I appreciate the help, my brother. But we got it. I like you. You you can send money to like whoever and help out whatever. Uh, blackout you, whatever, but shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, you the last, you the last, oh, I was about to let it slip too. You the last person I, I need to hear from during all this. So, Orenthal James Simpson, shut the fuck up. America, that has been my minute. I mean, you, you, I mean, you killed it again. Fucking, fucking OJ. Look at OJ, man. All right. Well, all right. I, I, I do. I don't know. I just just don't know. You don't, I just don't know, Chris. You don't have to take it if you don't want it. If you're not feeling it, don't take it. I got another. I want to take it. All right. Here I go. Here I go. America. Give me a minute. Actually, I should call. Give me a lifetime, because at the end <laughs> of the day, let's 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 make it perfectly clear and understood. 
Unfortunately, we are at a point in this world where we have allowed somebody to not allow us to be together. We have allowed it to get to this point. It's everybody's fault. It's my fault because I didn't vote. It's other people's fault because he tricked you. And it's other people's fault for being selfish because, well, it's not who we wanted, so we didn't do that. This is where we're at. This is everybody's fucking fault. Everybody is responsible for where we are at right now as a nation. And it's not just this. And to me, it's the most important thing is this. It's the corona. It's all that. You allowed somebody to see their dream, America. Guess what? Dave Chappelle called him an internet troll on uh, Saturday Night Live, which is actually hilarious. I'm going to tell you what it is. You pick the game show host. Next time, pick Alex Trebek. Pick, yeah. pick Pat Sajak. Wayne Brady was available. We could have had Drew Carey. The Rock is hosting a game show. I mean, my God. Like, we, we all as a country have to take responsibility that we have allowed it to get to this. And I actually talked to my mother, and I'll get more into this when we probably get into the next part of this show. But my mother, who was born in 1944, shout out S. will be 76 this year. Okay, my mother was 24 in the Chicago riots in 68, which were just brutal, awful. My dad was 12. I talked to my mother before this show, and she said this is the worst she's ever seen in the country. My mother's 76 years old, America. 70 fucking six next month. And this is the worst that she's ever seen. I want you to take that in perspective and understand that we have all failed each other. Dabo is writing his message. We need to come together. This is a challenge. It's an opportunity. But Chris Turner is also right. And I hate when I have to say he's right, but in these times, I'm glad I'm saying he's right. You got a choice to make. You can be on the right side of history and the wrong side of history. And every time you want to talk about what about the flag and what it represents, you're already wrong. Because if you know what that flag represents, understand that that flag has been through some shit. Okay? I'm grateful for that flag. I would fight for that flag as well, too, if it came down. If they called me and said, James, you got to go, I'm going guns blazing and doing whatever the hell I got to do to protect our country and the freedoms. But you know what? You got to respect what that flag means. And that flag has not had the same respect that it's had. You think I'm bullshitting? Go look at the lyrics of Star Spangled Banner and the shit that we have to go listen to. Go, go read those fucking lyrics. You think I'm bullshitting? When I'm reading off a list of, I just went into a list of incidents that are race rioting in America on Google. Go look at that stuff. I ain't gonna get into what happened. The fact that it's a list, come on now. Drew Brees, you're better than this. And I do believe that you have the ability to see what's going on with your brethren that you are gonna have to earn the respect of. And you have an opportunity, Drew, to be the first guy to say what a lot of us have to say through a lot of this, no matter what you're doing. You know what? I was wrong. There's black folks that have to come across the aisle 
and be able to shake the hands of white guys or white women or Asian or whatever it is and go, hey, I was here, but you know what? I'm here now. We can't be about, well, if you were there, you were there. No, man. People can change if they're really good people. Assholes will be assholes forever. All right. So I don't know. I could go on forever, but I'm just going to leave it at this. Drew Brees, you fucked up. And New Orleans needs you to get your shit together. The same way you helped with Katrina, you better help the fuck with this and figure it out right now. And I'm going to say this to everyone. I promise you, the most uplifting thing that I've seen is that a six-year-old girl can say that we changed the world and it took her dad to die. Do it for her. Fucking do it for her. Like, I'm going to be in tears. Do it for her. I don't even have a kid yet. And I can tell you right now, if a girl at six years old can look at the possibilities that my dad died for something, fucking do it for her. Put your pride aside. Do the right thing. Do right by each other. Enough is a fucking enough. And if you want to be on inside so you can feel good and be right, because this is what the era we're in. We're in the era of, oh my God, because I have a platform. I can, no, guess what? You can have a platform and be the fuck wrong. Trust me. I'm on this show with Chris Turner and I'm wrong quite a bit when it comes to things. And this was my goddamn idea. (laughs) But if this girl can say we changed the world, don't let her words be in vain. She's six years old. Chris, I saw a video. God, I'm telling you, this minute is going to be a minute. And I know you saw it. And this is what made me call you and say, we, we, that's when I, I literally called you after I watched this. And you saw the video. I think they yeah. might have, I think they might have been down, definitely in the South. I think they might have been in Houston. I don't know. And it was shared to me. And like I said, guys, like everybody, I can't name everybody, but I can just, man, thank you to all. You know, just the guys that I've named, you know, others that are there, Grant Agbos of the world, Gerard Leversons, all my teammates, you know, that we've had conversations black and white and mixed together. Man, I just love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. But that video of the 31-year-old man, the 45-year-old was pissed. And he's trying to calm him down. But he's in tears telling the 16-year-old, look at me and look at him. What we did has not worked. You're 16, you gotta change it because I got a five-year-old. That's yeah. where we're at. So America, do it for that, for George Floyd's daughter, man. Do it for her. Don't let her daddy die in vain. The time is now. And for God's sakes, if we really wanted to do something, we ain't gotta vote for nobody. I'll call a spade a spade. My mother will be mad as hell at me. And she's mad at me right now. I don't know if I can vote for this dude. This vice president needs to be dope. So there's either two yeah. things going to happen. And I'm calling it right now. Uh, one, we just don't vote for any of these motherfuckers. Or two, the vice president or Joe Biden better be Bernie Sanders or it better be Michelle Obama. That's all I got to say. Joe Biden, you might want to listen to my podcast. You want to be the president? You better pick one of them two motherfuckers because that's the only way. And I'm fucking done. Do it for George Floyd's daughter, man. If I can leave you with anything. 
do it for her. So America, it is what it is. This is only the first part. Um, it's a conversation that needs to be had. It's, it's something that we try to stay away from, but like there's no staying away from it. Like it's entered every part of our lives. And it's our so, responsibility. You know, that's yeah. what it came down to. There's a, there's a time and a place for us. We understand, we know our lane and we respect it because I know the guys that are on this stuff that have got the information and find the quotes. And that's why I love them. Now I got white guys that are more educated on this shit. Shout out my boy, Judd Leinhardt that drops knowledge about everything. I love Judd, uh, you know what I mean? It's not our place, but guess what? You talking about a guy that had to wear Robert E. Lee's fucking uniform to play football. And you talk about me, my granddaddy is one of the first black judges in the history of Chicago. I have a responsibility. My name means something. And if I've got a little bit of a platform, I'm going to help those that want to be helped. And you know what? If you want to be on the wrong side of history so you can prove some point about this and this and that and that, don't forget the biggest trick that's been pulled with all you guys now is if the fact that you're Republican, your, your party is the party that freed the slaves. It's the biggest trick that's ever been pulled. Um, yep. And the fact that Democrats were actually for slavery. We've all been fooled. We've all been fooled. So fucking get it together. If not, you got to deal with listening to this annoying ass voice. And I can talk shit all day. I don't care how woke you are or how asleep you are. You can't out talk James motherfucking Walton on this shit because I'm going to be emotional about it. Period. So it is what it is, folks. This has been another episode. Whatever episode it is, it is what it is. Shit, I don't, I don't keep counting these shits no more. So whatever episode it is, pay attention to it, subscribe, tune into it, share it, like it, love us on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Appreciate it for the platform. Facebook, Thank you, Anchor. Instagram. You know all our shits, man. We are who we are. We say what we say. and We love what we say. Yeah. I am C. Turner. That is Wayne's Tether. We're here. What's, what's good, America? You know what? Let's get better, America. So what's good, America, can actually really stand for something. Thank you.